Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, guys. How are you? Welcome to the morning motivation. My name is Brittany Daniel and I am your host. Hello, hello, hello. If you guys do not know, I am a lifestyle influencer, coach, mentor, and a social media marketing uh, strategist. So hello, welcome. I hope you guys are doing well today. Let me adjust a little bit. Sorry for the tardiness, y'all. <sighs> Sorry for the tardiness. <laughs> I hope you guys are doing well today. It is Tuesday, September 13th. And if you are watching internationally, good morning, good afternoon. I mean, excuse me, good evening, uh, good afternoon, and good night to you all. If you guys are, this is the first time you're watching Morning Motivation, this is your daily dose of motivation with God in mind. We are reading Out of a Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. We are on day 25. Now, this is a 40-day a 40 day uh, thing. Not a 40-day thing. Let me not say that. It's like a 40-day spiritual rejuvenation, re-cleansing. And although we are Monday through Friday, so we don't go straight through, it's taken us a little longer. But I like the pace that we're at because there's a lot of revelation. I've been giving, getting a lot of messages and people are telling me that they either picked up the book, that they're liking it, that they loved it or they've read it and it brought change into their lives. So I highly recommend going ahead and clicking the link down below, getting your own copy so you can read it for yourself. It's one thing to hear, but it's another thing to read it take notes, um, see how God is working through you and speaking to you and what revelations you get for your life by reading it. So the link is down below if you guys are interested. And also make sure that you guys can read. And also you can go ahead if you want to see if you can win one of these bad boys, then go ahead to BrittanyTheHost.com, my website. And on the pop-up, it says enter to win a free book giveaway here. And you can be entered to win A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. We will do another announcement next Friday. So next Friday, we will announce another winner. We already had two. So congratulations. And um Somebody said they already got their book. So I'm super excited for you guys to dive into this book yourself. And I would also encourage you to go ahead and pick up a Bible if you have not. <laughs> Mine's a little raggedy. One thing I noticed, though, I know I've been talking to you guys about the Bible. I got this July 2010. So this Bible is over 10 years old um, and it's still holding me down, but I need to pick up another one myself. So I encourage you guys, if you haven't had read a Bible in a while, haven't opened it, go ahead and crack open your Bible, especially if you claim Christianity as your spirituality or you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. This is our holy text. This is what, you know, can help us with our lives. So I highly recommend if you haven't in a while, either dust yours off, go get an old one or go pick up a new one, especially if you uh, if you've had a King James version, go ahead and pick up a new living translation to see how it speaks to you. Hey, Percy. Good morning. Thank you so much for the super chat. I'm. We miss you too. You know what's so crazy, Percy? My, I was talking to my grandmother uh, yesterday evening, and she mentioned you. She was talking about the morning motivators, and she was like, "Yeah, my God, Percy." And I was like, "Oh, I love Percy." I said, "Actually, speaking of Percy, we haven't seen Percy in a long time. <laughs> we spoke you up, so here you go. Thank you for the super chat, Percy. Much love to you. I had the uh, pleasure of speaking to Percy." on my one-on-one -on -one, uh, free coaching session that you guys can get if this is something that uh, that you need from me. Go ahead and click the link. My coaching windows are getting close, like are closing, you guys. I got a lot going on now. 
God is moving me in different directions. So if you were hesitant or if you were thinking about getting on the phone with me, you better do it now. It's closing, okay? <laughs> but thank you, Percy. I appreciate that. Um, man, we were just talking about you last night, which was crazy. So that's hilarious. But let me go ahead and jump into our morning prayer, and then we're going to go do the shout out. So if this is your first time watching, let me know in the live comments where you are watching from. Get your shout out. Um, and yeah, and if I, I just really appreciate a lot of you guys coming back. I appreciate all the new people. Do not forget to like this video, you guys, as you come in each and every day. Make sure you like it. It just tells the YouTube algorithm that you enjoy our live streams, you enjoy our conversation together, and it also pushes out. Um, these to more and more people so they can get the word of God because that is what it's all about. Okay. It's about spreading the word, spreading the gospel, and letting know God's children that He is ready for us to put on that armor, get in our word, and know what He has for us and make sure that we are walking in His purpose. Okay. So let's jump into the morning prayer. Do not forget to load up the comments in the live stream with the shout out and let's get started. So, <clears throat> dear Heavenly Father, thank you for coming to us or with us today. Thank you for waking us up and allowing us to fellowship together through the internet. I pray that anything that is said today is from you and that your children, anybody that hears it now live or later or on the podcast, they, they receive something from it, Lord, that it's a seed that you help them water grow so that they can walk in your truest light and purpose for their lives. Lord, you are calling all of your children to the forefront of leadership to serve, to get back in and, and do what we need to do. You've let us do our thing for a while. You kind of let us sit back and, and, and do our thing, but now you have called us to do exactly what our purposes are for and to fulfill those that are pleasing in your sight. And all these things I ask in your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, after Sunday, I told y'all I went back to physical church and tonight there's an also an event that I'm going to. I highly encourage if you have not been to physical church in a long time, and I know some of y'all may have been burnt in the past. I know some people don't really, you know, rock with church and all that. I highly encourage you guys to find a good church home, go there physically, get in the word, get in the spirit. Man, I went to church last Sunday and I'm so looking forward to church this Sunday and so looking forward to uh, tonight. We have Bible study on Wednesdays. I'm I might end up being one of them women that be in church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> might end up being one of those because the church, oh my God, it was just, I was so filled. And if you are walking in your purpose, if you are trying to be on a path of what God has for you, you need people around you who know the word a little bit more, that can speak life into you, that can look at you and, and show that you have favor on your life. And I understand every church is not created equal. But let God lead you. If you are invited, uh, acknowledge that invitation. That's what happened to me. Remember, we talked about a couple uh, morning motivations ago. I was like, man, I really want to get back in the physical church, especially after reading A Purpose Driven Life. And I was invited to a church. And it was a lot. When I say life changing, you guys, I'm not over exaggerating. Ain't nobody pubbing me telling me to say this. It was absolutely life changing. So I highly encourage you guys to get back in the church. I highly encourage you guys to be of service and ministry in any way that you are called. I know that you guys are called because there's something going on in the spiritual realm. I personally believe. And God is calling all of his children to step up, be leaders, become stewards in any way that you are willing to serve. Uh, go ahead, but he will not force you. He will not force you. But like we talked about yesterday, 
He will move on your gift to somebody else. So don't miss, don't miss it. Don't miss it now. Don't miss your blessing. Cause we up here trying to tiptoe to the Lord. Okay. Don't tiptoe. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. Take it. Do what feels right for you, but make sure you guys are praying. Make sure you guys are getting revelations for your life and that you are on the right path, um, which what God is calling you to do. But let's go to the shout outs. And, and if you guys are new, let me know where you are watching from in the live stream comments. And do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Cooking with Raw. Hello. <laughs> she said, I'm on time today. She was early, 7.59. That's what I'm talking about. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, She Amber. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Such a Lady. Good morning, Melon and Honey. Grand Rising, KK. Good morning. Uh, Tiffany, good morning. Thank you. Shout out again to Percy. Good morning, Shador. <laughs> she said, what the dots for? He just completing his sentence. She <laughs> good morning, dear, dear. <laughs> good morning. Uh, good morning, Nana. Yes, my grandmother mentioned you, Percy. She sure did. <laughs> she sure did. She was like, that's my guy, Percy. <laughs> Because, you know, when there's not, I love, one thing I love is men in leadership. I love men after God's own heart. That's something that I love about the church that I attend now. And again, if you live in the Atlanta area and you need a church home, I will not say it on the internet because, you know, I'm, you know, you still got to protect yourself. But if you DM me on Instagram, I will let you know what church I go to so that we can fellowship together so that you could get some good word. Good morning, Lou. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, happy housewife. Glorious rising. Oh, I love that. Glorious rising. Good morning, cookie monster. Good morning, good morning, good morning. But yes, I love men in, 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 in the word and in leadership. And that's one, one thing I love about my new church is there are so many men in the church. And I was like, yes. And they have, there's so many families and married couples. And it just, it just felt great. So highly recommend getting back in the church if you have not already. Um, Okay. Wow. Just, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into it today. So we are reading a purpose driven life by Rick Warren. Um, and it's 25 transformed by trouble. I, 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 I apologize. I have to say this before we get started, um, uh, to my five, five, five transformers to anybody that's taken the five, five, five course. Remember I talked about an alumni course coming up. I'm starting off and I'm kicking that off October. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, my phone ain't working. October 6th, along with the 555 transformation, will also uh, kick off on October 6th. So if you have already taken the 555 transformation course, then go ahead and um, get ready for the second iteration and for my alumni program, and then also to anybody that wants to take my 555 transformation course or wants more information about it, click the link down below, get on my calendar, get a 30 minute free session with me so we can see if you're a good fit because it is going to be a small group, no more than 10 people, and you guys are going to fellowship and grow together. So I'm excited. I'll have more information. I've already talked enough this morning. So just be on the lookout for more information. If you want more information, Get a 30-minute free session with me so that you can start transforming your life. Grand Rising, Kiki. All right, so that's enough uh, announcements and all that. Let's jump right into it. So chapter 25, it says, transformed by trouble. Uh, for our light and the monetary tr momentary troubles are achieved for us an eternal glory 
that for outweighs them all. Okay, so this this chapter is talking about anything that's happened to us in our past is for God's glory. And and and, and this was a hard chapter to read. I'm going to tell you guys this now. If you grew up with any type of childhood trauma, uh, abuse, neglect, this chapter, I really had to pray and ask God what he was saying or what was meant in this chapter, because some of the things I was just like, I don't like that. Like, you know, and we're going to get into it and I'm going to break it down. But I had to really simmer and pray on this. But it, but a word came to me. So um, we're going to rock with it. And let me know in the comments what you all think as we go through this. OK, it said it is the fire of suffering that brings forth the gold of godliness. All right. So it says God has a purpose behind every problem. God has a purpose behind every problem. He uses circumstances to circumstances to develop our character. In fact, he depends more on circumstances to make us like Jesus than he depends on our reading the Bible. So it's basically saying whatever you're going through, good, bad, and different, the pain, the suffering, it is all for our betterment to make us depend on God versus ourselves. It says the reason is obvious. You face circumstances 24 hours a day. Jesus warned us that we would have problems in the world. No one is immune to pain or insulted uh, or in, insulted for suffering. No one gets to shake to skate through life problem free. So it, it doesn't matter if you rich, black, white, Jewish, Gentile, doesn't matter. Everybody is going to have a problem. Nobody is going to have a problem free life. Life is a series of problems. Every time you solve one, another one awaits, is waiting to take its place. Not all of them are big, but all of, but all are significant in God's growth process for you. So it's saying nothing is in vain. Peter assures us that problems are normal, saying, don't be bewildered or surpassed when you go through the fiery trials ahead. For is for this is no strange, unusual thing that is going to happen to you. God uses problems to draw you closer to him. The Bible says the Lord is close to the heartbroken. He rescues those who are crushed in spirit. You are most profound and intimate experiences of worship will likely be in your darkest days. When your heart is broken, when you feel abandoned, when you're out of options. Hello, somebody. When you're out of options, when the pain is great and you turn to God alone, it is it is during suffering that we lean to pray our most authentic, heartfelt, honest to God prayers. When we're in pain, we don't have the energy for superficial prayers. So what it's saying is when we're good, right? When God is blessing us, when the job is good, the boo is good, you know, we just having a good time. We like, hey, and we might be even like, you know, what's up, God? God becomes an afterthought, right? When things are going well, when we are skating through, when, when you know, money is good, Boo is good. Kids is good. Ow, job is good. You know, we tend to forget about God. And he says, sometimes we go through troubles so that we lean on him more because then we sometimes we can get in the way of thinking, well, I got this, you know, I'm good. God, I'm straight. Or we forget to pray. We forget to check in. We forget to lean on him. And he says, when we are in pain, when we're feeling abandoned, when we're feeling in our darkest days is when we do our most authentic prayers. We come to God and we're like, look, God, I don't know what you got going on. 
I don't know what's what's happening. I need help. I don't know about I can't be fake. I don't know about y'all. I've had I've had days where money was dry. I've had days where I didn't know what to do in relationships or you know, situations or in my job or just whatever the case may be, especially in the military chat. So many prayers, right? But that's when we come to God when we're most authentic, most naked of ourselves is when we need help when we're in those fits. And that's what he wants. It says, Joni Ickerson Tade noted, when life is rosy, we may slide by without knowing Jesus with, uh, with imitating him and quoting him and speaking of him, but only in suffering Will we know Jesus? We learn things about God and suffering that we cannot learn any other way. That's really to me when God shows us, you know, when we're blessed and everything is going good. Sometimes it's it's hard to really pay attention to our blessings. You know, when you're so used to things going good and things are, you know, are moving and shaking the way you want it to. Sometimes we lean on ourselves. I did that. You hear that all the time, right? I'm self-made. I did that. Didn't nobody help me, you know, did it. God probably be up there like, ooh, my children. <laughs> it says, but only in suffering will we know Jesus and we learn things about God in suffering that we cannot learn any other way. When we suffer, when we go through things and we are delivered, it's just like, oh, thank God. When that y'all ever been broke and then that check hit right on time <laughs> or when that prayer is answered right on time or you get good news right on time. Maybe you were diagnosed with something and you've been going through it or, you know, something's going on in your family. And then you finally get that good news. And it's such a big relief. And you just like, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when it feels like God is like on your side and God shows up. It says God could have kept Joseph in jail, kept David out of the lion's den, kept Jeremiah from being tossed into a slippery pit, put uh, kept Paul from being shipwrecked for three days and kept the Hebrew young men from being thrown into the blazing furnace, but he didn't. He let those problems happen and, ev and every one of those persons was drawn closer to God as a result. When Daniel was in the lion's den, he had to lean on God. When Joseph was in jail, he had to lean on God. When Joseph, Jeremiah is uh, being tossed in the slippery pits, he needed to lean on God. So anytime you are in a rut, it doesn't matter what's going on. We should always lean on God, right? But that's when we have to lean on God the most. And I know sometimes we feel like we can do it all ourselves. Good morning, y'all. I know sometimes it feels like I, I got it. I got to handle. When we are going through problems, the problems are there for us to lean on God more because that's when he shows us who he is. That's when he reveals things to us. So we must lean on God. It says problems force us to look to look and depend on him instead of ourselves. That's why it says, cast your burdens on me. That's why Jesus says, cast your burdens on me. Some of us, some of y'all be walking around, we use this as a sack, with all your problems just on your back. I got it, don't worry about it. No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Man, God said, cast your, Jesus said, cast your burdens on me. He wants you to let that sack go, put it down and give it to Jesus so you can be free. So you can go ahead and do what you have to do. You can't do your mission that God has you here for. You cannot lead properly, can't lead your family, can't lead yourself, can't do all of the things that you need to do, especially all the stuff we got to do now to just survive, child. You can't do all of that 
with all everything on your back. You got to cast your burdens on God. You can't carry around all that weight all the time. It says problems force us to look to God and depend on him instead of ourselves. Paul testifies this benefit. We felt we were doomed to die and saw how powerless we were to, to help ourselves. Excuse me. <laughs> but that was that was good for then we put everything into the hands of God who alone could save us. You'll never know. The, this book says you'll never know uh, that God is all you need until God is all you got. Oh, that's a word. That is a word. It says you will never know that God is all you need until God is all you've got. There's a. Um, What's the song? Is it Why Do We Sing? Oh, what what's the song, y'all? It's either Why Do We Sing or Silver, no, Silver and Gold. And it says, uh, called up my best friend, she could not be found. So I called on Jesus. My life he can hold. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. Sometimes you're gonna be in there by yourself. You know, sometimes we see things on social media and they'd be like, This person wasn't there for me, and this person wasn't there for me, and everybody turned their back, and I don't got no. You ain't supposed to sometimes. Sometimes in order to grow, you have to be alone so that you can depend on God. When you're going through things, good morning, y'all. When you are going through things and you're calling this person, you're calling your friends and you go down your friend list and everybody's busy. This person's married. This person's pregnant. This person is on vacation. This person, this person. And, and you're not get, you getting into it with your people. And, and it seems like you have no one. You are never alone. But sometimes God, I believe, will isolate us so that we can focus and lean on him instead of everything else. You know, I was I was listening to T.D. Jakes today and he he was talking about distractions and he was talking about how uh, the devil will distract you with your mind. You know, and a lot of the stuff on social media, I believe, is is really causing us to escape when we should be leaning on God, when we should be. You know, we have problems and we go to social media and we lay down or we watch Netflix or whatever the case may be. And I'm guilty of it, too. You had a I had a long day. There's nothing like watching a good show for me. OK. Ain't nothing like going, who child had a long day. Let me turn this on and, and escape. But at the times when we find an escape, either through drugs, sex, alcohol, whatever the case may be, we're missing an opportunity to then lean on God for our answers and our salvation and, and our relief. You know, we miss those opportunities to pray when we're distracted. You know, the devil wants us to, to relieve ourselves from everything else. And because what happens is this is the key. This is the kicker, though. What happens is we get that instant gratification of the distraction. But when we turn it off, it's still this. It's still we got this, the, the hump on our back. The problem still exists because we have not cast our burdens upon God and Jesus and gave our, our burdens upon them. To let them help us carry it. We have not put it on our backs. And allowed us to carry it. Thank you. I knew some of my saints knew what song it was. Silver and gold. Absolutely. So when you cannot reach anybody, when you feel like you're alone, you are never alone. You always have God. You always have Jesus. You can always lean on them to help you through anything. But here's the key. It's like we can't allow ourselves to continue to be distracted. She Amber says, what if the people lean on God and they still go out and do drinking or whatever? Well, we got to pray about that, right? We got to pray about that. 
everybody has their own journey. So we're not here to judge one another, right? But what we can say is that may be the test. Because just because we pray, good morning, just because we pray doesn't mean that God is going to immediately give us that relief. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Remember, we're on God's time, not ours. And sometimes he relieves us in just the right moment. And sometimes whatever we're praying to either heal, maybe you're praying about a relationship to, to, to mend or a job. Maybe God needs you to, to get rid of that. So he's not going to relieve you of that pain because he needs that to go so that he can get you to focus. You know, God moves in mysterious ways and he's not a genie, right? He, he's our father. He's our Lord. Jesus is our savior. So they're working spiritual battles for us, but God is not a genie. So he doesn't operate when we want him to operate. And that's when we, that's where we as humans kind of fall short because we are expecting God to move when we say move. You know what I mean? He don't always move when we want him to move at the exact time, but he still wants us to have faith. He still wants us to lean on him. Faith of a mustard seed. A mustard seed is tiny. He wants us to have faith. Bigger the faith though the easier it is to sustain in my personal opinion. But that's where the faith comes in. When we know who he is, when he know what he's already brought us through, think about all the things that God already brought you through. Ain't no way he's gonna leave you. He's not gonna just leave you all of a sudden. It doesn't work like that. But we have to lean on him. We have to ask. We have to call out. We have to pray in Jesus' name. We have to do the work. Faith without works is dead. So let's not. So we got to be very careful with that because just because we pray don't mean the devil ain't still lingering. You know, and when we're we're trying to get rid of an ailment, either it be the Swede, it be alcohol, sex or whatever, it's always going to be lingering. It don't go. The devil is very patient. He don't go nowhere. He don't go nowhere. He'll be like, I'll just wait. You know, he ain't got nothing. The devil has nothing to do. He's it's 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 so easy out here now. All he got to do is is distract some of us. All he got to do is you know put a little issue in there. You know whatever the case may be, and, and we just fall for it. We're human. I understand. Been there. You know what I mean. But it's up to us to have strength, and it's up to us to to lean on God. Pray and wait. And in the meantime, keep doing the work every day needed. Sometimes it takes therapy. You know, God is a part of it, but sometimes you, we need therapy. Sometimes some people need medication. Sometimes we have to change our eating habits because our eating habits are feeding those negative thoughts. Sometimes we have to put the drinking and the smoking down because although it may relieve us in the, in the, in the, in the, in the short term, you know what I mean? It might relieve us in the short term, but in the long term, the problem still exists. We haven't problem solved. We just put a Band-Aid on it. So some of us are walking around with bullet wounds in our chest or bullet holes in our back, and we're just trying to put little Band-Aids on it. The Netflix is putting a little Band-Aid on it. <laughs> the, the social media is putting a little Band-Aid on it. You know, the, the, the drinking, the smoking, the sex is just putting a Band-Aid on it or the distraction, the gossip or whatever the case may be, right? You're just putting a Band-Aid on a big old gasping wound that only God can heal in time. But we got to do the work too. We got to show up to the, we got to show up to the fight. It's a battle, y'all. We are, there is a battle over souls right now. Because everybody's just, it's, it's a lot going on. And the more spiritually inclined you get, I believe, God will start revealing stuff to you. Okay. 
So this is the thing. This is the part that I had a little uh, I had a little issue. I was like, oh, I didn't like hearing this, but let's read it. OK, it says, regardless of the cause, none of uh, none of your problems could happen without God's permission. OK, and the Bible will tell us that, too. The, the devil can't mess with you without God's permission. There's a reason for everything. That's why we can't be tripped up when we get tested. We're always tested, y'all. We're always tested. Everything that happens to you, this is what I didn't like. Everything that happens to a child of God is father filled, a uh, father filtered and is intended to use it for good, even when Satan and others mean it for bad. I, I said, and I wrote this down. I said, this was hard to hear and accept. It makes you dislike God at times, because if, if a lot of us as children went through a lot. You know, stuff that children should never go through. And when I heard that, I was just like, look, I don't like that. Right. So I had to pray about that. I was like, God, why? And then the story of Oprah came to my mind. Right. When Oprah was a little girl, um, she was the R word. I will not say it out loud because I don't want to trigger anybody. She was the R word and conceived a child out of that. She gave the child up for adoption and she went, a, she went through life becoming Oprah. But what the revelation with that, with that story told me was to a few things. One, no, everybody goes through something. It doesn't matter how rich. It doesn't matter how special. It doesn't matter. Everybody goes through something, right? That's the first thing I got from, from that, from praying about that and, and, and meditating on that. And two, Sometimes we go through things, not just for us, right? It sucks for us when we're going through, when we went through it, when we have the trauma we have to heal from, when we have the forgiveness, we got all this stuff that sucks for us. But if you are God's child, what we are called to do is use that as a testimony and to help and serve others because everybody has something. So if everybody on here took their trauma, took their, their, their disappointment, took their 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 abuse and their pain and we heal from it we forgive not for them but for ourselves so we can heal and move forward and we use that as a testimony to you never know how you and your story can help and change others lives and help them through the hurt and pain that they went through so the things that we go through are not always for us it sucks because it happens to us but just like we heard in this nobody is exempt from pain everybody's pain is a little different Maybe you weren't abused as a kid, but maybe you lost a parent young, right? Maybe this didn't happen to you, but this did. Maybe this didn't happen to you, but this did. Nobody is, is without any type of suffering. But always remember, it is used for God's glory because he has a place over your heart. And if you're still sitting here and you're listening to this, that means you survived it. So God is showing you how strong you are and how strong he's made you. And I know that this is a narrative and I need to say this too, because I wanted to say this and I wanted to make a whole video, but I'm just going to say it here on Morning Motivation. We're going to call it a day. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to apologize for being a strong black woman. You know, there's a lot of narrative and people want to get rid of us using the word strong as black women. And I understand why, because a lot of us were strong out of not, um, out of out of out of survival not because we wanted to for for centuries right so i understand that i understand wanting to get rid of but i'm not going to apologize because i come from a lineage of strong black women 
strong women in general. So it doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your gender, whatever the case may be. But I'm not going to get rid of that. It doesn't make me a negative person. I can still be soft and have a man and all that stuff. And, and I think that that's great. But I'm not going to apologize for the strength that God gave me. God gave me strength to endure. God gave me strength for 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 people that are going to come against me and say whatever the case may be. He gave me the strength that I have and a lot of you have so we can endure, so we can be kingdom filled, so we can lead his people, so we can help, so we can spread the gospel, so we can spread the word and things that come to us just roll off our backs. Because we can't be hit with every little small thing like we read about Saul yesterday and the word that was spoken in church on Sunday was Saul was so worried about the little stuff. You're a king and you worried about little stuff. The reason why you're so strong and the reason why you went through what you went through and why your ancestors and everybody went through what they went through is so that God can make you a warrior. And not that it takes away your femininity or takes anything away from you being a woman and you can still step back and let a man of God lead your life and all of that. All of you can still do all of that, but it's okay to be like, well, I'm strong and what I am. It doesn't make me not soft. It doesn't make me not feminine. It doesn't make me less than a woman. I'm okay with that. I'm not going to apologize for being a strong woman. I'm not. I love that about myself. That's one of my best attributes because I've gone through so much. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. So don't let society and people out here, let that be their story. They don't want to be called strong. That's fine for them. For me, I'm, I'm okay with that title. I am strong just as much as I am feminine, beautiful, and everything else. One thing does not define you. So you define yourself. Let God define you. But don't let us. Oh, we got to stop listening to all of these, these, these memes and these little sound bites. I don't want it. That's cool for you, sis. For me, I'm cool with being strong because can't everybody rock you when you're strong? Everybody can't come at you crazy when you're strong. Everybody can't just speak over your life when you're strong because you could be like, oh, covered in the blood. Can't do it. <laughs> Hello, somebody. OK, get behind me, Satan. You have to be strong when you go up against the devil. The devil is he, he just tempts you. Sprinkles a little tempting, you know, he just tempts you all the time. You have to be strong to go up against temptation, the devil, naysayers, you changing. You're you, a lot of y'all are gonna start changing your life, and a lot of people are gonna be like, I don't like this new you. You the new you is boring. The new you is like not fun anymore. You don't turn up with us, you don't do this because you're always in church, you're always talking about God. You have to be strong. Okay, I'm sorry that you don't like this version of me, but I do. God does. God did. <laughs> God does. So you got to be strong to say no. You have to be strong to be like, get behind me, Satan. I'm not doing that. Don't let nobody take that word away from you. It is okay. That's just a part of you. Okay. And I, and I can't speak for everybody. I'm going to speak for myself on that one. I'm not apologizing for being a strong woman. Hello. I'm God. I'm glad God made me strong. I come from a lineage of strong women. And yes, they were married. You can be strong and married. You can be strong and soft. I am not, we are multitude. We are multifaceted. We are more than just one thing. It is okay. It is okay. Um, Kiki says, something I learned from my life is that God works behind the scenes and we just can't see it. And that's hard part. Eventually he will reveal to us and connect the dots by putting by us putting in the work. And one thing I can say about this young lady right here, she has shown me 
what strength and perseverance really looks like. Um, you guys got to follow Kiki to hear her story. I know it personally, but this young lady right here, that is the true essence of strength to me because she is such a light. Kiki shares her story. So y'all got to go check out her, her, her podcast and the things that she puts out so you guys can know it because it ain't my business to tell. But if you knew her story and you knew who she was, you know that there's a God because she's so strong, but in such a beautiful way. Ooh, there's something powerful on this. I'm sorry, Kiki. I had to say it. It's something beautiful on your life because her spirit, when you walk in with God, you start noticing people's spirits. And Kiki's spirit is a, is such a beautiful one. So y'all check her stuff out. Go check out her story. Go check out and just sit down and listen, especially if you've been through it, because she, this young lady right here, her story is powerful. You'd be like, how did you end up the way you are? How did you end up as beautiful with God-filled spirit the way you did when you went through so much? Her story is powerful. Shout out, Kiki. <laughs> you ain't saying nothing but a word. Thank you for the words. Absolutely. Um, uh, Turquoise says Oprah was pregnant at 14, but her child was born premature and died shortly after that birth. Okay, so her child did pass away. Okay. Why did I feel like somebody came and said... I think that was like her brother, her sibling. So thank you for that, uh, for that turquoise. Yes, Oprah had a, she got pregnant at 14 and her baby was born prematurely. Thank you. Um, thank you for that. Cause y'all, I be getting people's lives mixed up. I'm sorry. I you know, that's why you got to go do your research. <laughs> I got to go do a little research. Okay. But yes, everything that happens to us is is in the glory of God. So in the times of trials, in the times of tribulations, in the times that you are fighting for your life, lean on God. And don't forget to pray when God, when God starts blessing you and things going well. When the money starts trickling in, when you got the man you've been praying for, when you got the kids you've been praying for, when you got the house and the car and all the, the nice material things that you've prayed for, don't forget God. Don't don't be on the internet flexing like this is all me. God will humble you real quick. Don't do that. God be like, it's all you, huh? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Can't speak for him, but you know. All right, so let's get back to the book, Purpose Driven Life, chapter, uh, what were we in, 25? Yes. It says, be God, okay. So it says, because God sovereignly is sovereignly in control, accidents are just incidents in God's good plan for you. Because every day of your life was written on God's calendar before you were born. Everything that happens to you has spiritual significance. Everything. It says Romans 8 and 28 to 29 explains, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good, for good of those who love God and, and are called accordingly to his purpose for them. For God knew his, pe his people. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son. Everything that happens to you has spiritual significance if you use it. All right, because God ain't going to make you do nothing. He gives us free will. If you decide to use it so we can walk around and be like, why did this happen to me? Whoa, it's me. 
nobody has fallen short of some sort of tragedy, some sort of abuse, neglect, abandonment, the whole nine. Everybody's been through something. So how are we going to use what we've been through and put on our armor and go out there and, and serve? It says uh, understanding Romans. Now, last night I was doing a little Bible study. I highly recommend y'all to read Romans. Romans is actually really, really, really good. Um, and, and let me just read you guys a synopsis. I'm not going to go into it too much. Um, but Romans was written by Paul and it says around AD 57. So after, uh, oh, AD 57. So coming up on God, coming up on the death of Jesus Christ. And it says, like a skilled lawyer presenting his case, Paul established a solid framework for understanding the broad scope of the gospel of his letter to the Romans. All of the apostles of Paul, uh, all of the all of the apostles of Paul. And this is the longest and most elaborate and most systematic in design and reading more like a theory, a theological treatise. I don't know if that meant like thesis back then. I don't know. Treatises in the then a personal letter. After a lofty introduction, Paul opened his dis, uh, discourse by discussing humanity's relationship to God. Once he established the basic concept of all human beings are violators of the holy law. Paul offers a salvation, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Those who believed in Jesus received forgiveness for their sins and gained new life in the Holy Spirit. It says Paul also examined, also examined Israel's place in God's grand scheme of history and discussed the future role of Israel and the, and the Gentile nations in the kingdom of God. And for anybody that didn't know, I didn't know Gentile was just anybody that wasn't a Jew. I don't know why I thought Gentile was like something different. So if you ever hear Gentile, just letting y'all know, because I researched it last night. I was like, what is a Gentile? I was like, is it a tribe? Is it? <laughs> and a Gentile is just anybody that doesn't consider themselves Jewish. So this is Paul also examined Israel's place in God's grand scheme of history and discussed the future role of Israel that the Gentile nations in the kingdom of God in the kingdom of God, returning to his earlier train of thought, Paul discusses some practical applications for redemption through Jesus Christ. He concluded his lofty discourse with a heartfelt salvation uh, to several believers in Rome. Paul's apostles to the Roman church provided the Christian provides the Christian church with a systematic understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So really before we get into it, um, and I read through Romans, I didn't get too far. Where did I get in Romans? I think I got to ver uh, to the life in the spirit. But it talks about the sin, how sin's power is broken, no longer bound by the law, the life in the spirit. It talks about God's uh, remains faithful, the Jewish, the Jews and the law. All people are sinners. It, it really talks about faith. And Romans, 
8 and 28, which we just read in this book. And it says, and we all know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. But it really goes in depth when when, we, when it talks about sin, when it talks about what Paul is telling us we need to do when it comes to walking with Jesus Christ. If you confess your mouth, this is when we he first talks about being saved. If you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is your Lord. And, and, and what Lord means, I wanted to say this too, because in this chapter, it talks about differentiating God and, and Jesus, but it says, may God, our father and the, and the Lord Jesus Christ gives you grace and peace. So it separates them. So to each their own, but I did want to speak on that. It says, if you confess your mouth to Jesus is our Lord and Lord means the governance of your life, the head of your life. If I am the, I'm the Lord of this house, I run this house. I have governance over this house. So anybody that's the Lord is over and, and reigns in, in that, in that circumstance. Okay. So if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it is for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. So if you are having any issues, um, either believing in Jesus or if you have any issues in figuring out, well, how, how does this all work? Romans breaks it all down, maybe being a living sacrifice for, for God, how we're supposed to live and operate in the world through Jesus Christ. All of those are in Romans first. Oh, no Romans. So I definitely would read Romans. Romans is a really, really good chapter. I have a lot of things that. Oh, I want to read this real quick. It says. A living sacrifice to God. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice and the kind will the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way of wor to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you to a new person by changing the way you think when it starts in your mind. And we talked about this as well. It starts in your mind. Uh, don't think you are better than you really are. And it says we are many parts of the of one body and we belong to each other. So if you I, I would highly recommend this week this week to read Romans, I'm going to continue to read Romans. But it's it's really, really good when it talks about how we're supposed to move around as spiritual beings, giving ourselves as living sacrifices to God, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord, Lord and Savior and and why and how and what happens when we do and what happens when we don't and it talks a lot about sin and how nobody is is above sin so if you take some time write that down read romans get y'all's bible i'm telling y'all get y'all's bible and get y'all a physical copy get you a physical copy so you can highlight so you can write and then you have something to come back to I love when I when I read the Bible or when I'm reading this Bible and I see what I've already read or I see what I've already underlined and highlighted and made notes of. Um, and then I come back and it's just like a refresher. So make sure you take some time out and actually read your Bible. Amen. There is beauty and strength. Absolutely. And Anna says we live life forward, uh, forwards and understand 
forwards and understanding and backwards. It always makes sense when we have God on our side. Absolutely. And it talks about that in Romans too. It talks about that in Romans also is that uh, our own understanding and why things don't necessarily always make sense. So I highly recommend if anybody's struggling, if anybody's like trying to figure this out, read Romans. It's written by uh, Paul and it will give you a lot of insight because it's it's Paul's letter to the Romans at that time. All right. So it says understandings, Roman eight and twenty nine. It says this is the most misquoted and misunderstood passage in the Bible. It doesn't say God causes everything to work out in the way we want it to. Obviously, that's not true. It also doesn't say God causes everything to work out to have a happy ending on earth. That is not true either. There are many unhappy endings on earth. And we can look at example like Martin Luther King Jr., who made his ultimate sacrifice to lead his people through salvation. And he left with the ultimate sacrifice of his life. But he his, his life was very significant. We live in a fallen world. Only in heaven is everything done perfectly the way God intended. So only in heaven is th- are things seamless and streamlined, okay? That is why we are told to pray. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. To fully understand Roman 8 and 28 28 and through 29, you must consider consider it phrase by phrase. It says we know our hope is in, in difficult times is not based on positive thinking, wishful thinking, or natural optimism. It is certainly based on the truths that God is in complete control of our universe and that he loves us. Second, it says that God causes. There is a great designer, a grand designer behind everything. Your life is not a result of random chance, fate, or luck. There, there is a master plan. History is his story. God is pulling the strings. We make mistakes, but God never does. God cannot make a mistake because, because he is God. It says everything God's plan for your life involves all that happens to you, including your mistakes, your sins, and your hurts. And it includes illness, debt, disaster, divorce, and death of loved ones. God can bring God can bring good out of the worst evil he did at Calvary work to get to work together, not separately or independently. The event in your life, the event in your life together in God's plan, they are not isolated acts, but independent parts of the process to make you to make you like Christ. To bake a cake, you must use flour, salt, raw eggs, sugar, and oil. Eaten individually, each (laughs) each is pretty distasteful or even bitter. But bake them together and they become delicious. If If you will give God all of your distasteful, unpleasant experiences, he will blend them together for good. And it says, for the good. It says, this does not say that everything in life is good. Much of what happens in our world is evil and bad, but God specializes in bringing good out of it. In the official official family tree of Jesus Christ, four women are listed, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. 
Bathsheba. Tamar seduced her father-in-law to get pregnant. Uh, Rahab was a prostitute. Ruth was not even Jewish and broke the, the law by marrying a Jewish man. And Bathsheba committed adultery with David, which resulted in her husband's murder. These were not exactly steering, uh, sterling, sterling reputations, but God brought good out of the bad and, and Jesus came through their lineage. God's purpose is greater than our problems, our pain, and even our sin. For those who love God and are called, for those who love God and are, and are called, this promise is only for God's children. So I know people be like, hey, God will do this and God will do that. For those who love God and are called, this promise is only for God's children. It is not for everyone. Everybody is not going to get it. All you can do is do your part, tell people about the gospel, read your Bible, do your part, attend the things that you do, keep telling them, don't judge people, let them do them. But it is not for everyone. All things work for uh, all things work for bad for those living in opposition to God and insist on having their own way. So when you when you are trying to I will say this, when you're trying to live right. And you're trying to do right and doesn't seem like things aren't going your way. But you see people out there in the world living however they want to live. It is tempting to be like, this don't work because I see them being blessed, but this don't work. But remember, they're being blessed here on earth. None of this stuff can go with you. I rather you have little on earth. And I don't think that that's your destiny, but I rather you have little on earth and your salvation be great. And God have great things to say about your life. Than the opposite. You did great works on earth, but when you pass away, where do you go? What can God say that you truly did outside of yourself and outside of the world and outside of his people? Does that make sense? So make sure that you are, according to his purpose, what God, what is that God's purpose? It is that we become like his son. Everything God allows to happen in your life is permanent permanent permitted for that purpose okay and it says building christ-like character responding to problems as jesus would problems don't automatically produce what god intends many people become bitter rather than better and never grow up you have to respond the way jesus would remember that god's plan is good and god knows the best way for you and has your best interest now, one thing that this book does say is whenever God says no to your request for the for relief, remember, God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. It is vital for you to stay focused on God's plan and not your pain or your problem. So when we are going through things, when it feels like there's no out, when it feels like things are getting heavy and your back is against the wall. Focus on God and not our problems and not our pain. It says, keep your eyes, keep your eyes on Jesus, our leader and, and instructor. We, uh, he was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be, would be his afterwards. Uh, Corey, I'm almost done y'all. I'm going to wrap it up. Corey Ten, Corey Ten Boom, who suffered in Nazi death camp, explained the power of focus. If you look at the world, you will be distressed. 
If you look within, you will be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you will be at rest. Your focus will determine your feelings. Don't give in to short-term thinking. Stay focused on the end result. If we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. We, uh, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will give us later. Okay, so if there's anything you're dealing with, give your burdens and cast your burdens on God. Always remember that it's working out for God's glory and his children and stay focused on Jesus. When you're going through anything, don't focus on the problem. Don't focus about what's going to happen later down the road tomorrow. If the bill is due tomorrow, figure it out today. Don't worry about it tomorrow. If, 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 if you ain't got your rent and it ain't due to the first and it's the 13th, Focus on the 13th. Don't worry about the first. It's going to come. It's going to happen. You're going to make it. You're going to make it happen. You're going to make it work. <laughs> I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have a beautiful, blessed day. Again, don't forget to give this video a thumbs up and share it with anybody who may be interested. We have read A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, and I hope you guys got a beautiful word. I hope that something I said today touched your heart and allows you to walk closer to God. Remember, we are vessels. Please keep doing God's work. Keep working on yourself. Keep striving to become the best person God has called you to be and everything will be done onto you. Okay. I love you guys so much. Do not forget to pray. Get yourself back in the church if you are called to. And I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye guys.